0: If you like what you're hearing on the Phillytech.org Netcast network, please consider supporting the network with a small monthly donation via patreon.com/phillytechorg. That's p a t r e o n.com/phillytechorg. And thank you in advance.
1: You're listening to the Social Media Addicts Podcast on the phillytech.org netcast Network. Sponsorship provided by GetFlywheel, optimized WordPress hosting at getflywheel.com, wistia.com at w-i-s-t-i-a.com, and Zoho Mail. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of the Social Media Addicts Podcast. I'm Seth. That's Howard. And I'm Howard Yermish. I'm over here. Hey. Over there. And <laughs> Jody is currently in Florida visiting her mom. So oh. we are very happy, you know, and her mom's like almost 90 and looks fantastic and is in great shape. So Jodi is also going down there to do some more dog shows, which is awesome, because her grand champion, Jewel, is rocking it. So... We're very happy for her. So, anyhow, let's jump right in. Um, Howard, have you played with Meerkat at all? I have played with both Meerkat and Periscope,
0: and um, what do you like better. Hmm, I like mm, Periscat better. No, I actually like Periscope better. I think it's a little bit cleaner. It's still really buggy, and um, awesome. you know both of those both well you know the apps crash or you know you're dealing with a lot of connectivity problems so someone you get a notification from someone on Periscope that says this person's now going live and you respond to it and they haven't kinda figured out the plumbing yet so they're still trying to connect and then it times out and there's already been two more notifications of them trying to reconnect so there's certain Uh things about it that are a little bit uh, wonky and I think some of it is just Hey, we're trying to stream video to a lot of people through a mobile phone. I think there's certain things that are just tricky things to do, um,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, I, you know, I, I also think that they're brand new apps, so they're buggy. They haven't been out in the wild. Absolutely. Um, I've never had m- as many apps crash as many times as Periscope and Meerkat. Um, it's oh, I have. It and is just what it is. Yeah, well, that's Android, but Android. Uh, usually the stuff. Usually the stuff on iOS is a little bit more rock solid. Um, the thing that's interesting is like Periscope versus Meerkat. Think about Meerkat. Meerkat wasn't a hit except in the tech press. And this is something that I think we talked about um, at on our previous show. We talked yeah. about how Meerkat was really, it wasn't mainstream except the tech press kind of jumped all over it so people started on the mainstream saying, oh, we should do this. Um, and the same thing happened with Periscope. Periscope came out, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh my god, Periscope, we got to do stuff on Periscope. So the first few days, the thing I noticed was everybody was talking about it. And then it quieted down, because we stopped showing pictures of our fridge. Because, <laughs> um, you know, on Periscope, people were live-streaming their fridge. They were like, look what's in my fridge. Um, I did a live-stream Periscope of my cats drinking from the sink, which... Got lots of attention and people clicking the little heart button a bunch of times and, you know, having fun with it. Um, my daughter did wanted to live stream a recorder concert, so she had been playing recorder in school. But instead of playing the recorder with her mouth, she played the recorder with her nose. So it was, uh, she did Beethoven's Nose to Joy as opposed to Ode to Joy on the recorder. Through her Um, nose. Through her nose. So She played the recorder, stuffed it up her nose, and blew, and it was hysterical. But she got lots of people tuning in and hitting the little heart button, and she thought it was the greatest thing ever. And then since then, I can think of the number of times I wanted to live stream real time, on my hand, and have five fingers left. So, it's not a need for me, Mm -hmm. but... And, and I can also tell you, the number of times I've gotten a notification from someone who's like, hey, I'm going to be unboxing this product, like Engadget was doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be doing this thing on Periscope or on Meerkat. And then by the time I tune in and try to get to it, it's like, oh, well, they just did a three-minute video. It took a minute and a half to tune in. You got, you got there halfway through, and it was done. So it's is it compelling? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. It, was, I think from calling it some Android was on it, too,
1: but, you know, that's May.
0: Well, and again, that's the kind of thing where Android will get Periscope, and, uh, you know, these things will happen, but um, this is I think this is one of those tech things where we had the ability to live stream from our phone. We had uh, the Quick app, you know, we five years ago. It. We had that. We still have it. So the idea of... Can we like we still hadn't found a really great everyday use for it? Um, there are definitely uses. There are cases mm-hmm. where you know someone you know is the on-the-scene reporter. It makes everyone a yeah, CNN hire. Doesn't, sa-
1: doesn't save. That's the thing. Like, periscope saves for twenty-four hours.
0: No, no you can, can save, save
1: Periscope. Far. Well, for you more can than save. 24 hours? Yeah. Because it says only twenty-four hours in this guy's graphic. So, you, the idea is you can save the
0: content. So if you want it to get to be lasting, you can do it. But, you know, no one's What's creating that? lasting it's content once about it. It's once and done. And I think that while that's also pretty great, the same way certain things on Snapchat can be pretty great, it is the, if you're a serious media creator, mm-hmm. you don't want to create media for these outlets. Because there's no reward. It's like, I do all this work so it can die quickly, that's, exactly, this, is for, this is for for people that aren't serious media creators um, because I think serious media creators, they will go through the if they want a teaser video, they can make a teaser video on uh, Instagram and now it's saved, they can make mm-hmm. a teaser video on YouTube or on Facebook they don't need to have this kind of format, so it's really Absolutely. people who don't know how to make great video um, or it's a behind the scenes it's a hey look at us here and we're doing this thing, Um So, you know, I I think this is something where the stories about Periscope versus Meerkat are constructs of the tech press that gets Mm -hmm. people talking about it, but in the real world, we
1: quite haven't seen it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Well, here's something interesting. Facebook's taking on Google with embedded video. Facebook now lets you embed the videos that you've embedded on Facebook elsewhere online. Pretty interesting. I think I think that if I mean it might make you more apt to it's Facebook. Do I want to give Facebook my videos directly? Or is it just another or or will it be a ranking factor in in Facebook if you put the videos directly on Facebook and you can have it elsewhere, but then the ones on Facebook you can also embed. It's a different player and it's a different look as well. So, well, I look at it this way: I'm creating,
0: um, I'm doing content creation, and in general, I'm doing it with a. The target is YouTube, but I'm also creating versions of that video that I put directly on Facebook, and I generally share them at about the same time. And part of it is testing and measuring what's showing up, where am I getting more response? Um, the thing that I'm finding is the videos that I've created before this week YouTube wins so YouTube wins the lasting content battle Facebook Mm -hmm. I get a lot more immediate uh, response. The concept of embedding those videos onto a website to try to get more response to it I think that will help Facebook in the long term Mm -hmm. but right now they have to give me a reason to jump through that hoop because right now if I put a video on my website, I potentially get um, credit, you know advertising credit from YouTube. If I do it with YouTube, but if I do it with Facebook, I don't. I might get better audience interaction and people to my Facebook page. but if they're on my website, I already got them. I don't need them to go to Facebook. So my website has like I don't if I can get them to the website, I don't need to send them back to Facebook for any particular reason so embedding the video I would say if I don't if I make the video I, I like my options on YouTube in terms of links that I can embed in terms of cards in terms of all the kinds of interaction that you can do with YouTube Facebook doesn't have it yet so my instinct is I still want to embed YouTube videos on my site but
1: I like that they can do it it's an option yeah you can also use our first sponsor Westia to do that but we'll talk about after next after our next story. So tech industry leaders have come out and made an unprecedented um, and historic joint statement against these, um, what they claim are anti-LGBT laws in coming out in Arkansas and being implemented in in Indiana, um, the freedom of of religion, um, freedom of information laws, not information, of religion laws. And they're coming out saying these are unfair, these are saying that you you can... Set you can um, discriminate against you know gays, lesbians, bisexuals, and and transgender people. Um, The people who are proponents of it saying no, it's just our you know religious freedoms. My thing on it is was were your religious freedoms ever being trampled on before, or is it really because you don't want to serve a gay person and have them have your cake at their wedding? Then they're marrying another of the same sex. My whole issue on this is. What's wrong with saying we're not we're not interested in serving you? Go somewhere else. You can, you don't need a law to set to turn down business. You can just say we're not we're not doing it. And if it hurts your business, it hurts your business because you're a bigot. But that's besides the point. There shouldn't have to be a law protecting you from making a decision. You can make this decision on your own. Last time I checked. Right. I think if
0: this is one of those things when I think about um, when someone says I am. Uh, pro-choice versus pro-abortion, when someone makes that distinction, that's sort of like, okay, well, you believe the same thing, but how it's being marketed. And in this case saying, well, this is our freedom of religion. Well, what if we were to say, well, so you're pro-bigot. Now that law doesn't sound particularly good. So the same way that uh, one side will cast what that other side is, I look at it this way. You are absolutely right, Seth. If I want to turn down business, I can turn down business. I can say, I only want to do business with people that have three arms. Well, that's not a lot of people, but if someone happens to have three arms, that's my customer. I can choose that. I don't have. There's no law that says I am protected to turn other business away. I don't need that law. I just turn it away. So this is a law that doesn't need to happen, and by happening it, what you're basically saying is we are institutionalizing bigotry. So kudos Amen. to the tech industry to do to come out and say that's what you're doing. I don't care what you call it. You're institutionalizing bigotry, and that's just not going to stand. Mm-hmm. So
1: and it's kind of interesting to see all these government officials backtrack. Like, um 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 um. You know. Yeah. What the, what were they expecting? So anyhow, onward and upward, as you were talking about earlier before this, you know, serious topic was that if you want to embed stuff on your on your website, you can also use Wistia, our first yeah, sponsor. Right. We love Wistia; they're great, and they make it so you white label your videos. Let um, you yep. me get to share the video here. And exactly. And
0: and the big thing to remember with a with a with a platform with other platforms it is there you are under their control so when you do stuff on YouTube YouTube has laws they have their own ways of doing things Uh, Rand Paul his video got pulled from YouTube right away if he had if Rand Paul had been hosting his content on Wistia his announcement of his campaign may still have been on his website as opposed to pulled because of YouTube so You know, I don't think Rand Paul was trying to get Google AdWords, you know, Google credit for advertisers. He wanted to put his video up there. Um, Whether he licensed the music or not, we have no idea. That said, what Wistia does, they are a video hosting and analytics platform. They help businesses get the most out of online video. Um, Wistia is what we use at phillytech.org, much more professional than using something like YouTube, and you get good data to help you understand how the content is being consumed. Um, Wistia also does its job to really educate people who are creating video, things like tutorials on lighting and editing and sound, all of those things to make great video content. Um, They also have a free version of their service that holds up to 50 videos, so Go check them out, wistia.com, W-I-S-T-I-A.com. But the way you want to do it is go over to phillytech.org and go to our sponsors page or to the show notes for this show and click on the Wistia link there. This way they know
1: that we sent you. We love Wistia. And also you can just go to the sidebar. They're on the sidebar of the website as well. So. Exactly. So, Howard, I, mean, I I know for a fact I love it. Facebook Messenger. I mean, I don't know why, I just, I think it's easy, it's fun, it's quick. People, everyone, all my friends, I have friends with on Facebook are on it, so I can just, you quickly just send people messages. Um, I think it's a very well-made app. Now Messenger for business is coming out. Facebook turns Messenger into a customer service and commercial channel. This kind of scares me because, oh crap, now brands are going to be able to use Messenger and spam me, but not necessarily. Tell us more, Howard.
0: Um, I would say, think about it as, um, right now, the way that you communicate with a brand through Facebook is kind of clunky. And extending this functionality to Messenger, allowing two-way communication, it's kind of just like a phone number. So right now, if uh, you're a business and you want to get text messages, it's a pain in the neck. And lots of customers want to communicate through text or through mobile. So this really gives a business the ability to use mobile as a communications platform, as opposed to saying, well, they would have to call us, but they can't really text us. I think about it this way. The way Messenger has affected my life has been more of a replacement of, hey, this is a friend of mine on Facebook, and I want to message them, but I don't know their cell phone number." So I can still text with them. I can still do the equivalent of texting. I can send them links. I can send them photos. So extending that to businesses, I think, is a good thing. I agree. There will be abuses of this, Mm. except I look at it this way. If a brand starts abusing me through my phone, they're going to get blocked really quickly. The consequences are, I don't want to say dire, but there are consequences, and that's me opting out because I can instantly, unlike their page, and they lose the ability to message me. Through my phone. Now, Absolutely. if I had given them my mobile phone number and I say, hey, I'm not liking your page anymore, I have to convince them to opt out. So there's a little bit of uh, protection here for us.
1: There is. There is, definitely. And moving on, something that is opt-in and also a, a good way to engage, which says a very bad segue, a um, good way for churches to engage are hashtags. Now, Churches are hip in keeping up with the online hashtag campaign to say article in the social media monthly. It's interesting that they're using it. They like pray it forward. He rose in relation to Jesus, which is kind of funny that two Jews are talking about this, but, you know, still. People <laughs> like you. The problem is that with hashtags, I, I feel like this article didn't really address that hashtags can be hijacked. And it forward, or heroes, or there's another one, people like you um, can all be, even John Oliver can say, let's, let's, John Oliver's known for this. Let's take over yes. this hashtag and like send like 30 million people at the hashtag and completely ruin it. So it's, you know, I see that, you know, it's nice to see a religious organization, it's nice to see any organization kind of try new things and try hashtags, but the thing is, you do not own the hashtag, and therefore yep. anyone can use it. So what do you think, Howard? It Well, it definitely has its consequences. Um,
0: religions have always had this history of how can we stay modern, how can we stay relevant in people's lives. So, you know, is this a good thing? Absolutely. Why not? Um, it does have its consequences, but it what it also means is if these hashtags aren't meaningful, people will just ignore them. So mm-hmm. if there's no what's the purpose of this hashtag? What am I doing with it? Can that be part of a movement or a campaign and it's something that's going to go beyond a single church because people are going to embrace it in their own communities. Yes. That's got to be okay and people can't say, "Hey, wait, that's our hashtag. We made it up and if you're using it then you should do X." No. It's it's, it's it wide
1: open in their face. Yeah. Well, what's not going to blow up in your face is the servers over at Flywheel, our next sponsor. Flywheel, that's because Flywheel
0: is a managed WordPress hosting platform, and it's built specifically for designers and creative agencies. They make it really simple to build, launch, and manage your client sites with their own dashboard, which they built. It's designed for modern web developers, and it's designed for WordPress. So if you're using WordPress on sites, or if you you know, you're, you own a WordPress site, their hosting is designed for WordPress-specific installations. Nightly backups, fast load times, WordPress-specific security, and a great support team that actually knows WordPress. So yeah, when you soft call soft. them up, yes, the, when you call them up and say, I'm having an issue with my site, instead of them saying, oh, well, you'll have to set something, and it must be something to do with WordPress, but we can't help you. They actually help you, and they can look at what's going on with your WordPress site. So they help thousands of designers across the world launch their projects every single day. Uh, Flywheel is, you know, it's
1: a great, great platform, and it's what phillytech.org runs on. Absolutely, and we thanked them for their sponsorship. And for some reason, Rick is holding a battle axe. That is funny. I'll have to talk to him about that. And we're back. And we're back. So Google on a public public policy blog is saying that Congress must reform our surveillance laws. Kind of blatant, they should and they need to. But um it is, it is because section two hundred fifteen or two one five, which is my area code, two fifteen of the US Patriot Act is set to expire. And it is two fifteen is the one that the legal authorities rely on by the U.S. government to conduct surveillance through bulk collection of communications and metadata. This is the NSA. Section 215 is the real bad one where Snowden came out and said, hey everyone, look at this, look at this, look at this. This is Google and a lot of other companies coming in and saying, we need to stop them from doing this. This is ridiculous. And I agree. What do you think, Howard? Well, I absolutely agree. Section
0: 215 is a... um, Even the author of the Patriot Act, said it was not meant to do what they are doing with it. It was just something that it was there to say, hey, look, if someone needs to collect this data, there's a way for them to do it. Not, you can, you can say, we need all the data. And remember, the goal of the NSA, and this is something where I am not mm-hmm. playing I love the NSA. The goal of the NSA is to provide security for the country and its citizens. So if you, if someone said to you, you have every possible resource to do it, you would want all the data. You would want to store that. Now, our job is to say, okay, NSA, that's fine, but you can't do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And what Section 215 says is, yeah, you can do anything you pretty much want. So by simply reining that in and making the NSA go through a process that says if we want to collect data related to you were to a friend or whatever we need a reason to do it we can't mm-hmm. just collect it and when we have a reason say well great we have it that's the part that's interesting um did you see the john oliver show uh uh last oh, week oh, tonight, yeah. so last week?
1: Snowden? i can't believe snowden it, it was, was so, so let, let him do it but you know well was, and it, here's it the interesting thing it. Well, not only was he a good sport, except the
0: way John Oliver described it and put it in terms of pictures of my junk, can the government look at it with this particular law, or this particular law, you saw the people that he was interviewing on the street have no knowledge, but the moment they started relating it to I'm going to send uh, dirty pictures of myself to people, can the government look at those? They started understanding it. So kudos to John Oliver for taking something that was a complicated tech issue and bringing it down to something that people could understand. And I think if you were to come out and say, Hi, right, here is, your, here is a picture of your junk. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was pretty great. And I, I happen to like the fact that Snowden saw the humor in it and really understood, and I think he wouldn't have taken this interview if he didn't recognize, hey, bring someone like John Oliver or John Stewart or other comedians who've had the ability to take complicated issues and bring them to the people in a way that we can understand and relate to using comedy and humor. Um, So I I, I I was... was, uh,
1: uh, There's some cringe moments, though.
0: There's there's definitely cringe
1: moments I watched, I was like, oh... And Snowden was sitting there like, oh, I don't know how to answer that question. And John's sitting there like this. Yeah. Well, he's he's forcing them to answer... And that's you
0: know that's part of the mastery. Uh, Stephen Colbert was fabulous at that. He would ask a question that was impossible to answer and wait for the answer. And he's like, "Go ahead." <laughs> and and but that's something where these are trained comedians. They're trying to entertain. Entertaining yeah, means they're we have entertaining, to, to they're also
1: social commentators. I think. I think John Stewart Colbert and John Oliver. John Oliver, yeah, are they've left the comedy sphere and they are very good at saying. We'll make this funny, but keep in mind, this is real. This is a real thing that you have to be yeah. wary of. I mean, and John Stewart was like, was a pro at this. Like he was like, like he'd make you laugh, and then he say, "Oh crap." The,
0: the thing I think is interesting is it is a sad state of our culture when the majority of well-informed news comes from Comedy Central, HBO, like late night talk shows, there was always the case where to really understand the issues, you would see a Johnny Carson monologue. And he had a way of bringing out the thing that you had to kind of pay attention to. So this is not new. It's just that now people would rather get their news from Jon Stewart and John Oliver and Stephen Colbert than they would from CNN and MSNBC, Fox News. Like, they're recognizing the bias is there and it might
1: as well be much more entertaining. Absolutely, and and I also feel like people are listen trust in the news right now. With you know Brian Williams, who was this you know star, and it turns out he was lying and cheating and all that crap. So I mean they're kind of feeling like let's go to HBO. At least he's going to make it fun for him to lie to us. Yep. Kind of cynical, but it's kind of true. And, you know, last sponsor, people who will not lie to us and will keep us secure, is Zoho Mail. That's they're right. F- I mean, and we. Yeah. Had- phillytech.org,
0: we want to thank our sponsor Zoho Mail. This is professional email designed for business. Business class features and security as well as convenience of web and mobile. So what I want you to do is learn more about Zoho Mail and you can sign up for a free ad-free account. So it's not just a free account that has ads all over it. It's an ad-free account. Up to 10 users clicking on our link in the show notes and you can give it a try. uh, See how things work for you. It's a great great... uh, Service. I love the fact that, you know, whatever you're doing on mobile or on uh, the web, it's all there. So pretty, pretty
1: great that way. Absolutely. Let's move on to the picks of the, the week. I have an interesting service. It's called Metal, M-E-D-D-L-E dot I-T. It is essentially a way to aggregate your, aggregate your knowledge into a central location. So it's sort of like a blog and and they're working on making a WordPress plugin so that what you metal will go to your blog. Right now, it's still in a tendency, and it's a, it's a neat concept. I'm still playing around with it, and I just like give them a shout-out, metal, M-E-D-D-L-E-D-I-T. Check them out, sign up for an account, play around with it for a little while. If you know, it's not for you, it's not for you, but, you know, I thought I'd try it out. I put a few things up there, and it seems like I've gotten some good press from what i found. Essentially, what you do is you... You highlight an article that you like, and you write a little bit of commentary above it, and it kind of helps you generate more buzz about you and your brand. Do you know what it reminds me
0: of? What? It reminds me of Google Wave.
1: It does the idea
0: of, of I'm going to take a little piece and I'm going to comment on it, and so there's something very, very interesting and compelling about it. Something that I don't think Google Wave got right, but what they're doing with Metal, the more they can integrate it to say, look, here's some content and we want to continue the conversation, there's a there's some interesting things there. Is it is it fully baked? Absolutely not. There's it's many not years book. before this so is, wrong. or many development cycles, but
1: interesting to keep your eye on it, so that's a great pick. And Another quick pick is, I, I, I had some time on my hands, as Howard likes to say, and I put Android on my old netbook, it's um, Android x86. It's pretty easy to put on there uh, with uh, unboot in and it just shut down on me. Um, <laughs> Unbootin, and on your computer, and you can put it on a flash drive. You can actually run it off of a flash drive, so you can bring it to different computers and it save its state. Or what you can do is you can actually look, install it on a hard drive. So essentially, Android, unlike iOS, is well, actually, iOS is the Unix, actually. So but Android is Linux, and Linux can be installed on an X86 processor or ARM processor or whatever, and it works. And it's it's a little weird because you have to click and, click and hold and drag with the mouse instead of your finger, but it's strangely appealing, and it's kind of nice to use your Android apps, like Falcon Pro or you know, right. your Twitter app, and actually it will use a keyboard and type. Now you're saying... Why not just go get a keyboard for my tablet? You can go for it. But if you have a handy netbook that's a piece of crap otherwise hanging around, why not try this? It's free. It's free. It took me about 10 minutes to put on there. You can, and literally it, it's, it it comes with the Play Store. It Comes with Google Play services. I have no idea how they got that to work because it's not. No. I don't think it's sanctioned by Google. But the Play Store works. It sets up. You install your email address. You can bring all your apps down. And the neatest thing is this Android tablet, this Android computer, has 255 gigabytes worth of storage. So nice. I can install as many apps as I want on here, and i will never run out. Very so it's nice. Also, it's also, I found, it's also very easy to test websites on this to see how they're going to work on a mobile device, because this is now a mobile op- operating system on this computer. You can make it look like how it would look on an iOS device with a few programs, and and you have a full keyboard, so you can actually really test things versus pointing at your cell phone and looking and having to hit refresh and go bouncing back and forth. This is the way to do it. And, look, if you have a computer, everyone has an old computer hanging around, it seems like, anyone in our industry at least. So it's a good thing that, you know, if, I'm sure you can even install this on a, an old Apple computer, too. It's all the same. Just boot into that. Just boot it in and play with it. Well, what I
0: like is I'm gonna, um, if I get a chance, I'm gonna put it on a USB key so that I can boot up a PC. I have a PC sitting like right there, exactly. um, not this, not this one, but just boot it up, run it off that, uh, run it off that uh, USB key as a way to say, hey, look, I want to play with Android. I got to try things out. Here is my Android system.
1: Exactly, um, and it's and it's good for people like you who are iOS users. You can go try everything. Which I just said. I'm just repeating what you just said, but um, and That's the thing is, if you put it on a sixteen gig thumb drive like I have here, you have a lot of storage. You have like eight gigs of storage on here plus the operating system, and it saves its state on this. So essentially, nice. you can go to another computer and do that. And this all came from there's a there's a um, a um company out there at a nonprofit or something like that called KeyPod. Pod, and they essentially did the same thing. And what they do is you buy your keys. K E E, you can get it. Focus here. K E E P O K K E E P O D dot com. What they do is they, for seven dollars, you can get a thumb drive and it sends it out to a person in need. For fourteen dollars, you get one and someone gets it. gets gets one. For twenty-five dollars, they can send out five and you get one. So what I did with this, I mucked it up. I screwed it up. I I played with it. It was wonderful. But then I put a password on it and. On the keyboard on my netbook is a little too fast, so I, rest- I, t- I messed the password, so I can't do anything with it now. Oh, So be careful! But KeyPi is a great—it's a great little service that lets you share computing power with the world, and they send it out to Africa, and their, com- their computer is right here. They can go to any terminal, plug it in, and have their whole instance on here. That's nice. Is that cool? This is a computer. Fully operational computer. I never thought I'd ever say it. This is smaller than my phone. So, anyhow, what's your pick, Howard?
0: My pick is Text Expander. Um, Text Expander for the Mac is fabulous. It works on the Mac. It's iOS. Um, But what Text Expander does, this Mm -hmm. is one of those things where, um, if you have been around computers for a long time, you may have heard things like keyboard macros, where you type a couple characters and it expands to something long. So for example, my email address, howard at com. that's a that's lot long. to type. So I type in E-H-Y, that is email H-Y. When I type in the letters E-H-Y, which generally don't appear in a word, it instantly expands it to my
1: email address. Just went through so very, very, accent, and there's a word that has that, and then howardyarmisch at howardyermish.com pops out. So Exactly,
0: and, and if it happens, I'll let you know. Um, I haven't found it yet. I've been using that text shortcut for a long, long time. What makes Text Expander better than just a shortcut is the ability to do things like complicated forms. So, for example, I can put someone's name in, a cl- in the clipboard and it will automatically add Ooh. that clipboard item right into whatever's being expanded I that's can nice. add a url there's a thing for bitly links where I can integrate text expander with bitly and when I integrate it with bitly I then um, select the url that I want to uh, expand and hit the little bitly expansion thing and I forget what I did mine for I think I did it as something like that's the um, that's
1: need to remember the codes
0: that's correct. I think I made it something like dot like a period and then bitly. By typing in dot bitly, it automatically takes whatever's in my clipboard. That URL shortens it with the Bitly service and sends it back to my clipboard so I can paste in the shortened link. So imagine yeah. exactly. So imagine I take a URL that's huge and long, and I instantly have a, a Bitly link that's associated with my account. So I can well, it manage it, get all the stuff. Wait, what? Bitly is not that short anymore. <laughs> well, it it's still b i t . l y and then whatever links. Okay. But I can also then, because it's now associated with my account, I can then go into my Bitly account and change all of those things, like give it a custom URL and not lose all the analytics with that original Bitly link. That's so. Nice. But that's all through Text Expander, and Text Expander has a whole bunch of other things. Things like, if you want to, uh, let's say, for example, you're writing uh, HTML and you want to put in link code, you just type in comma a, and it automatically gives you all of the a codes for doing a a and it puts your cursor right that's where nice. you would then paste in the URL. So you funny. have the ability to say, I'm going to put in this text, but my cursor ends up halfway through. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do with that. It is great text jujitsu. Um, I find myself doing things like my home address. I have a text shortcut for that. My phone number. I just type in p. I I type For my phone number, I type in P-P-H-O-N, something that I wouldn't normally type. It doesn't appear. And that instantly expands my phone number. Um, I actually have a thing for directions to my office. I type in D-D-I-R. And it gives me a full printed direction set to my office with links and all the, and all the stuff. So when someone says, hey, how do I get to my, out of your office? I send them a reply, and I type in, uh, dear Seth, here's how to get to my office. D-D-I-R. Shroom. All the directions are right there. So yeah. there's no limit to the number of characters. Even better, this all works as a custom keyboard. On iOS, so it synchronizes all of your shortcuts. So if you're on the iPhone, you just go to one of the custom keyboards, and now your text expansion shortcuts are all there. Mm-hmm. So it's There's like be
1: something for this for Android. Solid. solid.
0: There is absolutely something like this for Android, but I don't know what it
1: is because I don't do Android. Until now, you can put it on a USB key. Exactly. Until now, I can put it on a USB key. It'll be great when you start a mobile OS podcast. You can test out all the apps I tell you to try. So, good. Exactly. Awesome. Welcome to the Android operating system. Yeah, Howard. Welcome uh, to my world. Welcome okay. to the light side. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> we want to hear from you. Email us at info at phillytech.org. Tweet us at phillytech underscore org. Or call us at 908-758-3248. It's 908-758-3248. And leave us a voicemail. We would love to play it on the show. Once I figure out how to do that. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> And also, if you want to contribute to the show and the network, please consider contributing a dime, a dollar, whatever you can. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Org. All one word, patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, Org, And sign up and give us a buck or two. We appreciate it every month, you know, to show that you appreciate what we do and help us buy some coffee to keep it us awake even though today it's during the daytime but normally do we do this show at nighttime and we're all like howard's sipping on tea or coffee i'm like uh and jody's like has the dogs running around because they're all ready to go to bed and she's talking on the computer so anyhow we'll see you next week everybody take care all right take care everybody